This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's white boy Chris. If the Pat Down's ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. We at my house working like a motherfucker trying to get it ready for Thanksgiving. I'm here with Dion, Chris, and what's your name behind the camera? Harrison. Harrison Ford is with us today. So, we're going to talk about some real shit from race, and this time... Chris took it like a white boy, and we we get <laughs> Meaning, funny. What does that mean? Yeah, took it like a white boy. Took it like a white boy, and we talked about some real shit, y'all. That we think everybody should be talking about to bring everybody together because we need more people fucking outside of their race. That's the name of this episode. Fuck outside your race. I was gonna go the ER episode. Right? Okay, <laughs> the ER spot. All righty, that's it. Uh, stay tuned after the music. Episode of the Pat Down, and we're still here working on my house because you know we do two, three episodes in the same outfit. That's how we save money and keep them from coming out to my house wasting their fucking gas money. How y'all doing? Good. You? I'm great. I'm in a great mood today. Are you? Yeah. I am too. Me and Dion was talking over the weekend about Colin Kaepernick. Is that his name? Kaepernick. 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 If you're from the south. Oh, Kaepernick. If you're from the south, you know Kaepernick just went to my hometown and tried out the Atlanta practice facility yeah he was supposed to go to the Atlanta practice facility but he changed it the last minute on their ass yeah he he doing he doing what most black people do fuck that shit I'm going to the place closer to me meet me over here motherfucker he was wearing a Kuta Kente shirt and he ran away (laughs) I'm I'm going over here and some people was talking about that Kuta Kente shirt I was like he don't give a fuck do you know who Kuta Kente is yes I do yeah do you know who Kuta Kente is no, he doesn't. Of course, oh, he does. he's like Harrison twenty. Never seen Roots. Yeah, uh, you don't know who Kuta Kente is. Come right here and tell these people on this tape you ain't never heard of. Kuta don't do Kente. that. Don't do that. Yeah, Justin. come on right here. Come on. <laughs> believe this is white shaming. That's, that's why you get people that don't look like you, so you can educate them about your people. So look right in the camera and say, say, say I don't know who Kuta Kente is. Say my name is Toby. <laughs> get your ass out my motherfucking pillow Toby <laughs> well you miss a foot for real no. I don't know who Kunta Kente is get your okay. ass get back get this is why you're behind the okay. camera yeah. he do not know Kunta fucking Kente. white people right Dion oh uh, Chris don't got a little oh blackness <laughs> motherfucker be eating collard greens at Thanksgiving the crabs in a barrel <laughs> I watched you're pulling the other white yeah, man down. The white Why man the fuck down. you don't know about Kuta Kente? Uh, lightning, yo, brother. I watch Dolo- fucking shame, yo, brother. Watch Dolomite and Boys in the Hood. And- <laughs> <laughs> you watch Boys in the Hood? Uh, yeah. You beat your dick with cocoa butter. You yeah. shit. Nah, what do you great. think about Boys in the Hood? I loved it. It was great. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Ricky! Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh, before we go to Boys in the Hood, we got to finish talking about Kaepernick. So Kuta Kente is... Tell him who Kuta Kente is. Put your phone yeah. down. Pay attention, boy. Kuta Kente was the excuse, main character. Excuse me, guys. I was talking to the white kid. <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You ain't what happened when you get a little blackness in your life? <laughs> get a little power, you start abusing it. Motherfuckers are dirty. <laughs> Kuta Kente is the main character in the uh, made-for-TV movie Roots, which is a like, mini-series. It's like 12 cassette tapes long this big ass fucking it lasts long for 12 years it's like a documentary slash movie series that most black parents 
fucking scared the shit out of their black kids in the 80s and made them I remember those tapes were as heavy as encyclopedias those fucking that series is heavy as fuck isn't it the most watched television most television watched series of all time yeah yeah because it's long as fuck it's like 36 hours didn't it come on every day yeah it's super fucking long man my mama had us watching that shit and I remember saying I don't ever want to see white people you need to go to YouTube Harrison and and Type in Roots and see but if you can watch But his name was Toby. Clips. He was kidnapped from Africa. His name was Kunta Kente. I mean, I'm sorry. His name was Kunta Kente, the African name. And a white man brought him over here and wanted to name him Toby. And so he was like, I ain't hearing that shit, white man. Go on with that bullshit. Y'all ain't got no motherfucking season on your food. So he kept trying to run away. So eventually they cut his foot off. They cut his toes off. They cut they, his foot off, yeah. They cut his toes off first. First they whooped his ass and he was still running. Then they said, okay, we cut this nigga toes off to fuck up an equal liberty. And that didn't work, so they chopped the fucking foot in half and then he couldn't run no more. Because it's hard to run with a stick. This is what? Equal liberty. Is that his taxes? <laughs> no, that's his balance. Equal balance. That's the, the Walmart version of the equal tax joint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a quake. Equate. It's pretty close. Pretty close to equate, goddammit. So they fucked up his foot. And, you know, um, the equate where it's the center of the earth. That's how we got roots. <laughs> <laughs> equator. All right, so I don't really know. So I messaged Dion. I was like, I don't know anything about this. Can you explain it to me? Because like, if I'm if I'm looking at this just as a person who doesn't really know what's going on, and the owner's argument is like, this guy, I don't want a circus on the team, and then he shows up to with wearing a Kuta Kente T-shirt, you which can, is Black History. You, you just go. Isn't he causing more? Like, can you no, explain? He, that, I, no, he's not. He's not causing. But shit. can you explain exactly what happened, Dion? Because I, I don't really. I know I think white America looked at Kuta Kente shirt like if uh if he if he was a white if he was a white player and he showed up with a a rebel flag a Confederate flag. So that's how they looked at it like as as disrespect. Sure. But how is it disrespect when Kuta Kente is a part of our Black history? Well, he's not. That wasn't a true story. It was just that was a true story. Roots is not a true story. There was they they act out all them ass women for nothing. What <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you showing that Kuta Kente shirt on? Wasn't for? it based Captain on a uh, a book? Well, Alex Haley wrote the book Roots. Yeah, it's based on Kuta a book. Kente was real, but though. he wasn't a real person. He wasn't. No, it's fiction. No. It's not a. I'm tired of people lying to me. <laughs> I don't Fiction think. Fiction isn't I don't, lying. I don't. I don't think. Mariana, I got to ask. I'm Gary pretty Ryan. sure Kunta Kinte wasn't a real person. Why are we? Why are we having this discussion without Gary on? But anyway, uh, so the Colin Kaepernick situation, uh, they were never going to give him a job anyway. Okay. True. To which he already knew okay. because True. he won a lawsuit saying, "You guys have been colluding against me." Ever since I opted out of my San Francisco. I can hear the kids. Uh, Hold on for one second. I can't hear the kids, but I got to ask you a question. Can you come in here for a second and tell us if Kuta Kente was real? <laughs> Barely what? Because they figured out that Alex Haley, a lot of some of his stuff about his life is not, uh, and Roots is not actually the truth. It's based on another uh, man's African narrative about his family. Can she come be on the microphone? Can you come in here for She's a second? She's five please? fucking steps away. Come in one second, please. Come on, we're trying to see them. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, you learn shit on here. They're not because they, they told me Kuta Kente run real. They told me you the fastest track star in the fucking world. That's what I do. <laughs> Who's they? I, I, I didn't fucking know. Here. Get the microphone. Can you just tell us real quick about Kuta Kente? Because we thought Kuta, I thought Kuta Kente was real. Um, it's debated because they figured out that Alex Haley he pulled some of that stuff from another man's narrative about his family life. So some of that stuff in the roots is stolen from other people, and they There's don't. It's a know. bunch. Of, it's like a nigga. It's like a barbecue, and everybody sit around and tell stories, and somebody just write the stories. Huh. Oh. You're, you're talking about Dolan. No, no, like this man has, this other man had really written a book about his family lineage and he stole that from him. So it's kind of like, uh, some of it is from his, the other man's life that he took. So they don't know how much of, of Alex Haley's roots is true and how much is not. And then he did his own additional research about his family tree, but they don't know how, how accurate that is because people were kind of just telling him what he wanted to hear. 
was the book fiction or nonfiction? It's a it's supposed to be a nonfiction book about Alec the the um Alex Haley and his ancestors. Okay, I thought it was fiction. I no, okay. it's supposed to be about this like real events. So some of it is it's it's debated about how much of yeah, it is really I true. That it was not all of it was. True. When they yes. changed this shit, they were just practicing them ass whooping on roots. My mom well, made no, me slaves watch, actually got got beat. beat. So like that's a but real. They made me thing. watch. They made me watch seven days of ass whippings, and they weren't real. Some of them really were. Like the other part was based off this man's real family history, and that was real. But then some of it was just like um, stuff that might not. It's just stolen. It's stolen from other people's lives, but it's real stuff but that happened still to black people. Shit. Yeah. Yes. So like who twelve years was cut off. Toby Kuta Kente or another nigga. Toby and Kuta Kente are the same person. You did not. Well, not according roots. to this fiction and shit. No, no. Remember because his name was Kuta Kente and they and he was so like Kuta Kente a real nigga, a real person. Supposedly. I don't Toby think. is supposed to be a real person. Yeah, it's it's a you it's know, one of his ancestors. Now that you think about, it, who the fuck gonna come? Oh, Toby was a white man name. He gave yes, mm-hmm. right. That he was changed. Yeah. he beat him till he yes, he name. beat him till he changed. It. You did not watch Roots. I don't. I swear I you didn't. Roots. Yes, we did on a black and white TV girl in 1979. Scared the dog shit out of me because that's how we got whipped. Mm-hmm. What? So, uh, Her life is a slave narrative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I <clears throat> do you know anything about? The slave who mailed himself from uh, was name Alabama, Bo- Box Jackson, Box, Box Jackson, something like you that. heard about him. I have, yes. yeah, rings he, a bell. He was telling me about he, it. He mm-hmm. moved, he mailed himself from some part of the south to Pennsylvania so he could be free. I yeah, think. Huh? Uh, Google it, DM, so that's real. And, and didn't they start like insp- having to inspect the mail because other people? Yeah, because yeah. what happened was that's how they was gonna get a lot of nigga free. But he went on a fucking uh, uh, field trip. Hey. I got uh, free from mailing myself, and I'm like, why the fuck you tell everybody? He turned into like a, 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 a activist, abolitionist, a abolitionist, mm-hmm. and uh, he just told a fucking secret. So every other nigga that tried to get mail, they was like, no, nah, return the sender. <laughs> well, uh-huh. it, they still were able to get away with it in a lot of cases because um, abolitionists would run the mail. Jack in the box. I don't know what is. It's like box. Say, 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 slave melt himself in the box. Yeah. Slave melt himself, melt himself. In a box. Yeah, but some slaves still got free that way. They just like, because abolitionists started working the mail, and so they just went Henry Box Brown. Henry Box Brown. There it is. So funny. 1815 to June 15th, 1897. Yeah, he wrote a whole story. Virginia slave who escaped the freedom at the age of 33 by arranging to have himself mailed in a wooden crate in 1849 to abolitionists and philadelphia pennsylvania for a short time he burnt his hand so he can get out of work and went and jumped in that box and i don't know who the fuck mailed him he said a friend or somebody mailed him but i remember him because i was reading it the other day and he was saying they had the box all upside down and eyeballs swole up and everything oh no but he, and he said somebody said i wonder what's in this box and said uh say one time some people some white men was sitting and they flipped the box over so they could sit on it. he was like who he was happy oh i was like nigga if you'd have broke wind you'd have got your ass beat <laughs> <laughs> thank god there wasn't no farting back in those days <laughs> no what <laughs> nobody farted before 1932 <laughs> no it yeah. couldn't have been the great depression caused all and it farting. took him a yeah. while to get there he didn't i mean it wasn't an express mail like it is yeah he, he literally had to get on a couple horses white people backs and they i don't fucking know how they got really? there. Yeah, they, they was all it took was, weeks. The yeah. train and everything. Holy and shit. all he had was bread. Can you imagine him having to take a shit in that Yeah, because he had would have had to if he was. He didn't eat shit. He had a little water he sipped mm. on. That's fucking crazy. I'm just glad he wasn't a snore. That's a good point. Yeah. It, I, that would be so terrifying. I couldn't imagine. Like, you're, not only are you cooped up and like l- like that, but just the fear of getting caught for weeks, the physical that just discomfort. Tells you how shitty slavery is. Yeah, be the first rip- nigga to mail yourself, not knowing how the fuck that's gonna go. <laughs> Man, because what if they have stopped you in another fucking it's slave? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Slave <laughs> place. Anything else knowledge you can drop on us about what slavery? You know, black people. Colin stuff. Kaepernick. Yeah. What about Colin Kaepernick? What do you think about what Colin Kaepernick? Did? What do you do? Uh, so we you, was, you saw the workout that he, he... Oh, yeah. That was right. That's good for him. 
because they were trying to set a trap for him. Yeah, it was it was a whole trap. They, they were, were never going to get that man there, and then I bet you the next day it would have defamed him, being like, "Oh, he can't play. He weak. This, that, and the third. So he moved it just so he can prove that you cannot you cannot write the narrative that I am not ready for the NFL. That I'm that I don't still have my arm. So I, what, what was? Let me ask. What why move? What was the big deal about moving it? Because where they were trying to have it at, uh, it was at it was the practice session. facility, and that's like um, forty five minutes from Atlanta, and this is the Falcons practice facility in general. And so it's four or five minutes from Atlanta. And in order for him to be a part of that one, he would have to sign this waiver to say that he'd never sue the NFL. Okay. Right. And so then he'd also have to, uh, what, uh, he didn't, he couldn't train his own people. He'd get this random, he'd just get like a guy that he'd be throwing the ball to okay. that he wouldn't have known. And he would have, it would have been like a two hour lock to do all of that, to do the workout. Okay. And, um, the, there was this black guy, uh, given to him by the NFL. Hugh Jackson. Yes. The former coach of the, uh, who I don't like Cleveland Browns, but he would have set up the whole workout for him. Okay. So he would have had no say about the workout and none of his people to help him do it. And he was like, well, this could be a trap because you can give me somebody who can't catch somebody who will, you know, slow down when I throw, right. when I throw long and make me look back. Right. And then I don't know what type of workouts you're trying to have me do. You can have workouts that, you know, aren't good for me. And you, t- well, without workout look huh he looked good in the 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 drills that he ran himself so so to to close that out they moved it to like a high school where the journalists could all have their cameras their phone cameras yeah because he he didn't want you to be able to be like oh well he wasn't that good and then there's no there's no camera evidence the nfl narrative was is we are going to give this man an opportunity but they were on some bullshit from the very second Mm -hmm. they said they were going to do it yeah they didn't contact colin kaepernick until or his people before they decided that they were going to do this. Uh-huh. So they sent out to some, some reporters, hey, we're going to do this thing. Be be on the lookout. We're going to make this big announcement, right? They sent that to reporters before they told mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick that they were going to mm-hmm. give him a tryout. And I'm using quotes. Uh, and then they didn't tell you, they didn't tell him to a Thursday. And then they were going to have it on a Saturday. They never, ever have special workouts. Special workouts on, out on Saturday. Saturdays. You always Ever. get a special workout on so a Tuesday, Tuesday because Monday you get you're all off. the teams get Mondays off. Tuesdays are days when you come in to try out people. Wednesdays, Thursdays, those are all Fridays, Saturdays. Those are all busy days. And Saturdays is a is a um so it's pretty a much day. to round it up that we knew we knew we knew that they was never going to get Kevin up a job because Kevin is never going to form to what they want. Y'all can say what you want to say out there. He's no good, but hey, motherfucker, it's a lot of white boys out there. And I said white boys playing right to this day that ain't no fucking good. Give me a few credits. Tim Tebow so, came back too many times. Yeah. Tim Tebow got Nick three chances. Nate and Peterman. The Jesus yes. Ryan back. Fitzpatrick. I mean, read it. Josh no, who's Rosen. Who's Mitchell Trubisky. I'm naming them all. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell oh, Trubisky, whoever that nigga is. The dude, from, uh, the dude from Chicago. The dude from Ryan Chicago. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He done played for 16 fucking teams. Mm-hmm. And y'all still giving him an opportunity. Blake Bortles? But I don't know what y'all thought. Blake Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> yes. And what? are they playing today? Yeah. So you're going to tell me that this 30-something-year-old black guy. It was never guy, about his skill. Look, Mm-mm. look, you're going to tell me this 30-something-year-old black dude or this, thir- this Cap- you- Kaepernick ain't good enough to play in the NFL. Motherfucker, if half of these white boys out there, they can't, they throw like they motherfucking Ray Charles can play, truly motherfucking Kaepernick can play, if you was being fair. But let's be honest, they're not being fair because you know why? Cap- they scared he's going to continue to kneel. And then, then, then you got these people out here saying, it's all about the soldier it ain't all about no motherfucking soldier no. it's all about it's all it ain't all about no money either because they don't give a fuck if you come or go because the nfl is it's gonna be here regardless so when you get through being mad at them and you burn your jersey they'll wait till you bring your dumb ass on back they don't give a fuck so what do you guys say about the argument that like we just don't want this distraction this person is going to bring a ton of media attention and cause a lot of uh, well, drama that a blake bortles isn't going to cause I what? say do it. But there's people out here who've literally murdered people. There's whole rapists in the NFL. We don't ever say, uh, oh, they're Berger. distracting he, us. How many times have Rosselberger been accused of violating bitches and he's and, still in the NFL? And he's straight up wear Crocs with no socks. That's, that's offensive here's to the, me. Here's the thing. When you, Crocs with no socks. <laughs> it it hurts my feelings. Every fucking time. monster. <laughs> Roethlisberger won a championship and he lost it in championship. So he's one and one in the Super Bowl. They don't care what you do as long as you win. Kaepernick wasn't winning. Because his team was shit. That wasn't Mm-mm. his fault. Mm-mm. 
But y'all say Kaepernick ain't shit. Okay, they don't. They you could you, literally. He got a whole new coach. Ray Rice slapped his fucking girl in the face, and the only reason they didn't re-sign that man is because of the video. Had there not mm-hmm. been video, mm-hmm. they, he there's a guy that plays for Cleveland right now who who. Is Ray right? Did he ever get another job? Nah, they no, never, hen- never came. Back. Hence my point is it's about PR and this mm-hmm. subject. It's this is a no. It's about black. When mm-hmm. you black and you fuck up, mm-hmm. you hardly get a second chance. Let's be honest. When you white and when you fuck up, when it comes to quarterbacks, when, yes. quarter, when you white and you fuck up, but there are a yeah. bunch of black dudes who fuck up. But on defense, like mm-hmm. if you can sack the quarterback like that guy for, for uh, uh, the Ray Harrison, because they see quarterbacks Harrison. as a white position. Quarterbacks, they is don't a white give black quarterbacks position. second chance. No, they, Michael Vick. Back. Mike, they have to. They had to damn near suck people dick to get Michael Vick back in. They really did. And then y'all want to say, "Oh, it's all about the dogs. It's all about." Come on, y'all, y'all. A lot of motherfuckers make mistakes. A lot of motherfuckers make mistakes. I don't think Kaepernick kneeling was a mistake. I think it was his fucking right. But you know what? Some white America don't like when you fucking exercise your rights. They don't want to see, well, why he got to do it on the clock? Bitch, you, look, you, you, that's what they get me. Why he got to do it on the clock while he at work? How many times have you taken your stinking ass to the break room and bit your sandwich while you were still on clock? I think it's that's more- eating without your lunch break. First of all, you do it on the biggest platform available. Yes, when that's you like the point of a protest. Like if a protest was like right. timed, it wouldn't be a protest, yeah. baby. That's just work. Everybody who has an issue with something, you, in order for your issue to be heard, you want as many eyes and ears as possible. So while he's at work on the biggest fucking sports stage in the country. Football is the number one sport in the country. Mm-hmm. He took a knee to draw attention to his issue. Now, if you wanted to listen to what his issue was so that he could stop kneeling, nobody did that. Y'all are all just mad at the fact, oh, he's doing it. Oh, why is he kneeling? Because of police brutality. That was the issue that, that you should have addressed. Instead, you focused on him taking a knee during doing a fucking a song. That's not necessary because we all know we're American. Didn't, and that and, song does not slap. They need to get Gucci Man on the track. I don't want to hear it. All right. <laughs> if it ain't, if I can't clap my booty cheeks too, it's not for me. I ain't got no butt. Tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, but didn't he sit on the bench first because he was benched yes, and then he, he got asked mm-hmm. why he was sitting on the bench? During the national anthem, and he no, was like, I, I didn't hear uh, that. Oh shit! He was, I, police he, brutality. He wasn't, sit, he wasn't sitting on the bench because he was benched. He was just sitting because he was sitting. Okay. And then he mm-hmm. talked to. Uh, he got a letter from that. Uh, I think Nick Foyer's his name. It was a soldier. Uh, his yeah. Green beret was like, yeah. you should kneel. Yeah. And then he started kneeling. Mm-hmm. And so look so for it, it to be more respectful. Yeah. So he obviously takes criticism, and he he changed. For He's, that. He was he was open to listening. Yeah, open to listening because he didn't want to. It wasn't his intention to be disrespectful to the flag or to soldiers or any of that nonsense that people make up. No, Trump so, Trump made it about the soldiers because that's propaganda's of bullshit. Course. Yeah, yeah. It, Anything you know what kills me about this country? You know we we all say we all say this bullshit about how much we love the flag and uh, but let's be honest, we we the flag do represent our country. Every country have a fucking flag. Every country. Okay. And literally, do we make all flags here? They come from China. Yes. Where? Some are made in China, but they're like, if you buy Valley Forge flags, they're made in, I think, Virginia. I've never seen a nigga with a Valley Forge flag. Uh, Aren't they every, more every, expensive? Yeah. Yes. So, no, I've never seen a person with a Valley Forge flag. Me And, and be honest with you, if I was out shopping... And I was buying a flag. You would get the one from China. The China yeah. joint yeah. <laughs> you, is cheaper. China yeah. joint slap just as hard. Huh? The China joint slap just as hard. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Well, I got to spend extra Valley, money. I just, I don't, I'll tell I don't, you what, I don't ma'am. Valley Forge flags have premium stitching. Okay? That's premium the difference. Stitching? None well, of that. Well, I don't understand why would okay. people say that he was disrespecting all flag or all soldiers when that's what our soldiers go out and fight for, which is for us to have rights because in there's a, because, I'll tell you why. I'm because not. there's a certain portion of the population who couldn't protest being black or blackness. And so the president aka those people made it about patriotism yeah because they couldn't say what they wanted to say what he was an uppity nigger nigger don't get in your place nigger don't kneel while i'm watching my football game let's keep it real that's what it was uh y'all through banging (laughs) i I didn't even notice it oh what is it so they didn't want to say nigger don't kneel yeah nigger don't do this while i'm watching tv Nick, I mean, people, people shut kill up him and, in his Shut country. up and dribble. Sh- shut up and dribble. That's kill. You know, that is the most racist shit. You know, me and Dion were sitting at a bar when we was in Memphis, right? We was yep. watching a football game. So I started talking to this guy, 
And, uh, oh, I can tell. He looked like you a little bit, Chris, but he was very uncomfortable with me. And I knew he was uncomfortable. That's so why I 2017, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he, he, was, he was very uncomfortable with me. So we sat down and we started talking. He had a friend that had a little bit more sense than he did. Mm-hmm. So this dude, I don't want to call him racist. I want to call him fucking stupid. So we started talking. He's probably prejudiced. Prejudice. Okay. I take Because he probably doesn't have hate in his heart for people. Of color, but he just doesn't know any better. You he know? don't know any better. I say that. Because I didn't, you know, he did talk to me. So we started talking, and what came up? LeBron James. Yeah. And so tell the story, Dion, because I, I don't know what LeBron so said. So L- LeBron, uh, did you hear about the China thing? Daryl Morey, oh, yeah. the Houston yeah. GM, tweeted about uh, China's labor, and they're fighting for democracy in Hong Kong. And LeBron James said something that along the lines of Daryl Moore, he didn't know what he was talking about. And he, you know, he took the corporate line. Yeah. Basically yeah. because China makes uh, the NBA makes a lot of money in China. Okay. And the players were in China when Daryl Morey tweeted this and Chinese government got pissed off about it and they stopped airing the games. And I think it's something to do with the player's safety. Like they kind of like, were like, yo, if you don't come back and retract the statement, we're not going to have security for you. Like it was a big fucking deal. So I didn't even hear about it. That's how much I stopped looking at the fucking thing. So anyway, so the guy was like, well, if LeBron's, it was all about, you know, he should have, he should have stood up. He should have, he said something wrong. What did the guy say? He said that LeBron should, uh, stood up for the people of China and, uh, democracy fought, fought for democracy De- fought for democracy and then he went on to say and so i'm just listening to him because i hadn't heard about the story of shit so he's like and if lebron's really cared about the usa he would tell he's this is exactly what he said he would tell nike to bring his shoes out of china and make them in akron ohio and that's what pissed me off i said hold on nigga why he say that Huh? I said she did say that. I, he was white. I said, hold on, nigga. Why he got? Why this nigga got to bring his shit back when you ain't told Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, motherfucking uh, uh, Stella McCarthy, all the Louis Vuitton, uh, Gucci, all of these motherfuckers. Oh, but you want LeBron James to tell Nike to bring his shoe to Akron, Ohio? I said, you fucking stupid. I said, are you fucking for real? I said, you saying that shit because LeBron black. I said, if you felt that way, why the fuck you ain't never wrote Tommy Hilfiger? His shit been getting made over there. I said, even your lovely president, bitch, Trump shit say made in China, Ivana Trump, Trump, uh, Kiki Trump, Negro Trump, all them Trump shit made over there. Negro Trump is the black cousin from Mexico. He's a... (laughs) Oh, you fuck. And they made in China. So I said, how you going to get mad at LeBron and say he he don't love the United States? I said, who the fuck he supposed to be when you got nine million white designers over there? What the fuck do we buy by black? George, uh, LeBron James, who else? Kobe. Kobe, who else? Uh. I don't know, no motherfucking black designer clothes. Kanye West, but who the fuck wearing that Jesus slipper shit? Yeah, I don't know anybody wears Kanye clothing. Well, really, it's just too fucking expensive. But come on. I'm like, are you really saying that this man don't love the United States and bring his shit home when you got everybody? He just looked at me. Well, it's the hypocritical content. They tell you one thing, but then they don't do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. So I you, said, we're held to a higher standard of bullshit to where if we do what they do, we're the problem. Yeah. And I, I just don't do understand that. Do you get that, that. Chris? Because you're looking a little confused and white over there. No, I'm just thinking. I, I Like... Politics destroys everything. Like when you introduce politics to something, you know, and we've seen that in this podcast, for instance. Like this is going to be a divisive as- episode. Who what, gives a fuck what people that's, think? That's the whole part of having these conversations. If it's, well, uh, if, if, if everything's smooth, then you don't get no pussy. Would you let me finish? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my point is that you know LeBron wading into that was a complete loss for him for no reason whatsoever. He didn't have to have an opinion on it. it, it you're better off at a certain point just saying nothing and. Don't you look at this and go, the owners have hundreds of people that their bottom line, like the NFL owners have hundreds of people on their payroll. And if they bring on one person who then threatens the overall business, then they're going to, it, people are going to go out of business eventually. Okay. So hold on. That's not what so, we're talking about. Yeah, but we're, on, it's the Colin Kaepernick overall all topic. And so if you bring on Colin Kaepernick, not only is your on-field product probably going to get worse because the media is going to be such a distraction with all the different players. You're going to get fans be you know, it's going to be divisive, 
which is the real problem. And then you've got somebody who shows up to their workout intentionally being provocative, saying, not only am I not going... When I come on your roster, I'm going to continue to be divisive and be divisive. Like, I, okay. I don't... I'm I don't, not... They, wait a minute. Well, I don't even like the word divisive, first of all, because it's an old uppity-ass white word. Just say upset. Don't divisive mean upset. Yes. Okay, just say upset. Just people are going to be pissed off. Okay, people... Wouldn't you so rather have somebody... who gives a fuck? And they'll get over it. Who gives a fuck? They'll get over it. But, who some people but, say, but first of all, you talking about divisive, and he's going to be... You don't even know. They didn't ask Kaepernick if he was going to steal kneel. Yes, they did. And he said, no, he would not kneel. He okay, said, so where's the divisive at then? People, have already, people have already made up their minds. And this is the yeah. problem. If the problem NFL had came out in the beginning and said, we're not going to hire you because you're a distraction, he would have had no leg to stand on. But they didn't say that. The first thing they said was, is he's not good enough to play. And that's, that's where they, they fucked say. up. That's what because it, that's he what is good enough to play. Because he's clearly good enough to play. Because he's better yeah. than a lot of people that are playing right now. But that's not the first thing they said. The Baker first thing Mayfield. they said was is he's not good enough to play. And then they hired all these people who Kaepernick's last year was pretty bad. But it's still better than some of the people who were playing this year. Right. And so you can't say that he's not good enough to play. Like you, that's that's not something you can quantify. Like right. so, you could have just said, "I don't want this distraction around my locker room," and he would have no leg to stand on because he is a distraction. Right. The, the, the kneeling stuff, the Kunta stuff. You don't have to like it. It's distraction. It, uh, reporters are going to ask questions about it. So, so let me ask you this: So, if 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 some other black player showed up with a Kunta shirt, they got to answer question. People would ask about it, yes. Why? It's a fucking shirt. Because that's the way the world works. It's just how media is. If, 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 it, if, if, it, if a white player showed so, up with so a Confederate flag offended. on, they would ask him, why are you wearing that? Okay, you're right. So what about what about the whole Steeler fight with the Cleveland Brown fan? So, so Boy, the man who got Mason hit in the head. Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett accused Mason Rudolph of dropping a racial slur during their altercation. Do you believe that? Personally... Probably, yeah. Mason Rudolph looks like the type of dude who says the N word all the time. The <laughs> thing. Oh, Chris looked like he raped bitches in time. He looked like an Uber raper, but he's not. No, so he, you can't he, put he, that he, on he. <laughs> No, no. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the white boy said it. I don't give a fuck what he looked like. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I don't believe he's called him a racial slur. Because had he called him a racial slur, he would have said it that night. He waited after he was had that motherfucking big ass suspension he would have and said, well, he started a fight. And he, how you want to kill a white person? Say they said something racial. That will fuck your career up. You know that. Look yeah. at that shit they did with um the uh the Patriots quarterback when he was talking to Ed Reed. Remember when we was looking Dying at that? Tom, they said, they uh, said Tom, Brady and- Tom Brady called Ed Reed a nigga. And I said to myself... Now, I don't know Tom Brady, but I can tell that that man wouldn't say no shit like that, especially not he on camera. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, it ain't even about the look. It's just about the He's characteristic. Smart to know better, yeah. it's, it's, it's about the characteristic of that person. So I went and watched the video because I ain't going to lie to you. I was hoping he called him a nigga so he can career be over and somebody else can win the Super Bowl. That's the only reason. I ain't give a fuck if he was frying niggas in his basement. I was just hoping finally we got his <laughs> ass on something. That's how he stays so young, you know. <laughs> frying niggas yeah, in the basement. Yeah, frying niggas frying in the basement. Niggas. But honestly, he did not say that. Do I believe that that white foot, that quarterback, I don't believe he said that. I really do You know not. how. F- you, because if he would have said that, he would have said that shit that night. What's wrong? Oh, he would have said that shit that night. That night that fight broke out, that motherfucking, that night, the day he, he waited. Ain't nobody going, you ain't going to let no white man get away with no N-word. No, not only you hit him like he said, nigga, but you didn't react like he said, nigga. You know how few times that word is ever said. I, I I've heard that a almost at my house. Uh, yeah, hey, the first time I heard it was the I was in third grade. The first time. Hey, no, I, I'm just saying. Like, oh hi. What's your name? <laughs> That's the, my grandson. I, like under for people under forty, you just don't say it. Like it's just. I, they so, said they so. Said. Like to well, may, I hear maybe that word. I, all we got to take a break, and we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna tell you why they say it. We'll be right back. Yeah, you are completely underestimating how often it's said. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we back from the break, and Chris saying, "What?" Chris saying, "It's only a few times that the N words is dropped." Boy, you have lost your motherfucking mind. White white people, if especially under forty, if they are gonna say the word, like if they're telling a joke, they look around to make sure you guys aren't there. Like I just don't. The idea that this quarterback would like drop. Now, the I'm N-word. telling you, who works around a lot of white people, they say it all the time. In what white context? people say the N word? Oh, Just like that. say they say nigga, they say nigger, they say them both. Like it's n- not a big deal. They Are you shitting me? You? Yes, and I have to be like, yo, you're not gonna be dropping that N bomb. I hear it all the time. Harrison, you hear Harrison? Do you hear the N word? Really? Yeah. What the fuck have you been? Not around people who say the N word. You so, have a corporate that, job. Though. So you work. You work. You work at the comedy club. Do they say it up there? Uh, I think this weekend a guy did a set where he danced around the word. When's the last time you heard a hard R? No, I'm talking about like the employees that you, people that you work around. Do they say nigger? Nigger? Nigger way? No, not so much here. Down in Evansville where I'm from, I hear a lot more. Yeah. So is it, are they <laughs> rapping it or are they hey, just calling each other? You should come talking to the microphone. Why are we, what are, are they do, calling each other? Come, come huh? here. Do they call each other the N-word? I'm saying white people saying it the word, not like Miss Pat and Dion talking to each other, Harrison. So you saying white people say the N word? Yeah, I mean on like, like in casual conversation, like it's not a big deal. It happens all the fucking time. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, especially from my hometown, I think people think oh, they that call it, all the all, fucking all the time. white people nigga. Yes. or they yeah. calling black people nigga. They call black people nigga. They call yeah. white people nigga. All the fucking time. So I was, working, I was working at Taco Bell here in Plainfield when I first moved here. Nobody knew I had a job. You Really? Yeah, yeah, I was there for two years. Nobody knew it but to Dion. So I was trying to get back on my feet, you know, and I'm going and do comedy every night. I worked there for two years. I was a manager. So make a long story short, I'm in working the drive through at nighttime, and this white girl come through on the phone, and she's talking to her boyfriend, and she said, nigga, what the fuck you want from Taco Bell? And she <laughs> looked up, and it was me. Her fucking face looked like somebody sucked the air out of her face. And I looked at her and said, what that nigga say he want? <laughs> <laughs> she was so, I don't know if she had black babies or she just thought she was black, but she was fucking, the air literally it left her fucking face. all the, the time. The only time I've heard it in probably the last five years was in front of Miss Pat, someone said it to her and she went, mm-mm, nope, don't say that. I would, and I was like, the audacity. Yeah. <laughs> what was we at? Uh, Marion, wasn't it? Yeah. The person felt the person didn't mean it in a harmful way. It was because you had done that bit where you do this fantastic bit. I don't. I won't spoil it. And he felt comfortable that he could say it. Like you know, we're friends. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. But you know, and I will also say when it's when it when say they say like that, I don't look at them as being racist. I just think he got he was so. I think he was a fan and he wouldn't repeat a joke. So I don't understand why if you're. I just don't get why people say it that know they shouldn't be saying it. Like I, I we can I, we can argue who can and who can't say it all day long. I My point say, is is if if you don't feel like it's a word you can get away with saying, why would you say it? And I gotta say, it's for some reason we can say it all day, but I think and it, I think it's just through our ancestors we feel it when you say it. It's yeah. like a hurt. It's like if you call it, when you say nigger to us, no matter how you say it, it, it feel like cunt to a white woman. I just wouldn't say it. I, I, I said. I said. I'm, just t- I'm trying to give you the. Fear. What I can know. I say to make your dick draw up and feel bad? That <laughs> oh, <laughs> your little drawn up what dick. Is, what is that? that. <laughs> I, I think for men, anything emasculating is definitely like if you want to. If you want to really tear a man down, emasculate him. Like you have a tiny dick, or well, that's yeah, what it yeah, feel like. That's yeah. what it feel like. It feel. I mean, it mean, it's even more hateful because it's almost like a stab in the chest. That's why black people react to it, and yeah. that that is the only word you can literally say. Because you can call a black woman a bitch and get your face slapped. But you say, nigga, everybody coming out the house. The kids, the roaches, the fucking the tax man, everybody coming out to whoop your motherfucking ass. Yeah. It is such a hurtful word. 
Yeah. It is so, even if you just casually and I, even if you just casually saying it, it's we still feel it, and I don't know why. I I, I said it one time just to say it, and I felt so dirty. Like it just it's I don't I who did you say it to in the mirror? Pretty much, yeah, to a friend. I was like, oh, let me try this out, and he laughed because he was like, I can't believe you just said that. I go, I will never say that again. It's just not worth it. It's, it's just not worth it. Isn't it, it that it, word is not worth saying? To anybody, it's not worth it. If you're de- definitely, if you're not a nigga, like, well, we not niggas. It's just a word. I'm not a nigga. I'm saying, what if, do nigga mean? It's it's it means there, stupid. niggas can be anybody. Nig- Harrison, you want to take this one? Niggas can be anybody. Niggas is niggas is just people who don't you know who who don't act civilized, cultured, whatever you. What you say? Yeah, yeah. Just disrespectful. That's people. the surgery man again. <laughs> huh? No, you shouldn't do that. And, and like I remember, I was out here. In, I was out here in Plainfield one time, and I'm riding. I'm on my way to my daughter, my granddaughter' graduation. You remember this, DM? And so I go around this man on a Harley, Harley. What is it called? Harley, Harley motorcycle. And literally, y'all, this dude drove up because I went around him. You on your phone, Chris? I know. Because I wrote, I went around him, and he got, he pulled up on the side of me. And I, we had just bought my husband's truck. Oh, yeah. Honk and spit on the truck. It was unfucking believable. Unbel- I could not believe. In that two seconds, had I react wrong, both of our lives could have been changed forever. Yeah. Because he probably would have shot me, but I had that big-ass truck I was in. And my my crazy bitch in me, Rabbit said, run that crack over. And I was like, uh, the, the good person in me said, you check on the way from Fox. You might not want to run him over. And I wanted to fucking, li- and I was like, I, I, I opened the door and I was like, I can't believe you did this. So I called the police. And then when I'm following him to get his tag number, he pulled out a gun. Holy cow. Yeah. So I called the police on him. That's the thing. Like, saying words like the N-word, the F-word, like, you don't know how somebody else is going to react. Or, you know, I just well, heard about... said to get a reaction out of you, Chris. Yeah. I mean, it to me, it just, why would you intentionally ever want to hurt somebody? Because some people just don't care about other people. Some people are racist. Some people are assholes. Some people are dickhead. Some people are just, and that's all colors, race, and everything. Some people are just evil motherfuckers. Some yeah. people wants to kill somebody that day. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just don't know what fool walks out of his door that day. You know, you know, motherfucker get in front. I saw a thing where a man was, um, a man literally pulled up next to this woman in Texas and called her the N-word. And she was like, what did I do to you? I just want to tell you a motherfucking nigga. He had, and the expression on his face was like he had been waiting to say that for yeah, 30 and years. it cost him his job. It mm. cost him his job, his livelihood, every fucking thing. Even a guy in Kentucky. Remember the guy in Kentucky? Uh, he, was, uh, he, he owned an air conditioning company. And he got to arguing with somebody. He called him a nigga. He followed him to their house and called him oh, a nigga in yeah, their driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, this is how stupid people, racist people are. They literally do something in their uniform. <laughs> oh, they literally do something where you can see their whole fucking face with a "How's my driving" phone yeah. number on the back. Yeah, well, yeah. Literally. Well, that guy, he didn't he own the company. That guy owned the air conditioning company, and it took him out of business. Yeah. Wow. Because then you think about how many people he went viral. He went. You think about this: How many people have you house have you been in where you really hate them for the color of their skin, but you want them to spend their money? And as a black person, you really don't want to think like that. You don't. Yeah. You really don't want to think like that. Am I giving this racist my fucking money? But it's a question you have to ask yourself, and I think that's a, a, a thing that white people don't understand about being black in this country, where everything is not designed for you. It's it's a constant. Is this person being racist? Is this racist? And it's not having to ask yourself that question will literally drive you insane. Yeah. So you'd be like, why are these niggas angry all the time? It's like, because I'm not, I'm not fucking sure. That's like, why to that, walk through life and not be sure will drive you insane. That's why the Kaepernick thing never bothered me. Like we, we make such a, a big display of militarism, but then uh, you have, you know, through the anthem and all that stuff. Like it's, it's, the same sort of statement in my mind as police shouldn't kill black people at a higher rate. Like if we're going to use that stage to push social and political messages, then why are you mad that 
a, the black segment of our society is using that p- platform. It's just because they don't want to hear about black because they crime. don't want it in their face. They don't want it in their face. You know, when I like I tell you one time I performed, y'all, and we didn't mean to get so political with this podcast. But one time I performed and um, I'm talking on stage about how I grew up and this young guy, he looked like I don't remember his name. I, I think he was a um, he came out to see me at a show. And uh, I was talking about how how fucked up, you know, school lunch is and how we how they, they want to say black kids are not educated. Well, black kids are not educated because most of their curriculum are five years behind white school system. Yeah. Like they're keep circling the same books in fucking schools, black schools. But white kids get a new curriculum damn near every year. I live in an all white neighborhood. y'all, and My white kids get a new fucking curriculum. I have fifth graders that damn near doing algebra right. i didn't do I, I didn't do in a black school you probably don't get algebra to the eighth grade back in the day i don't know what it is now but uh so he hit me up and he said i had no fucking clue that this was going on in the black community but it is yeah it is i mean it's, it, it, it i don't want to say it's a it's oppression but that's what they do they don't want they don't well the they, funding is through property tax well, yeah, the funding is through property tax. Then you get people who steal the shit, and then you get the people who, then you get the people where where it's a th- it's a system. It's a systemic problem mm-hmm. of how schools get funded versus gerrymandering districts versus uh, redlining. It's a system to keep things not equal. Yeah, it is to keep and and to be honest with you, I truly believe is to keep white America so they don't have to compete with black America. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I mean, honestly, because I, I tell you this all the time, Chris, when I live out here in this nice ass neighborhood. And then you look at the schools, Nakia and Ashley was not educated like Gariana and Junebug. Right. The shit that went on out here, man, I ain't even talking about motherfucking the school system when I, they first got here the spoon was turned to their side they could fix their own food that shit blew me the fuck away and they got my kids so fucking fat that i said if you don't fix they fucking tray because they put <laughs> too many mashed potatoes on their fucking tray <laughs> i wrote in and say oh. my kids cannot fix their own fucking food no more <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, at Plainfield, you could scoop your own food. You could but scoop your own food. When you went to school, was, no, you don't get to scoop your own food. Yeah, you don't never let us scoop our own food. No, but in Plainfield, when I got here, they were scooping your own food. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck do this do? I learned so much about white America, about living in. It opened my eyes to white America. Because you, you, you think one way growing up, like well, I used to have this bit or this story I used to tell my mama say, white people are better than you. And, um, and it made me scared of white people my whole life till I moved here. Remember the young? Mm-hmm. And I, I and I one night I go to, I go to the comedy club and I all of these white people like me from the Bob and Tom show. And I say I tell my husband why do white people like me? And uh, he was like, "Pay, what are you talking about?" I said, "My mama said they better than us." And he was like, my, "Your fucking mama is stupid. We all the same." And that was such an eye opener for me because when I moved here, I was so fucking scared of white people. Yeah. First of all, I, I thought you had to be. I thought all white people' life was so fucking easy when I learned. We all have similar fucking lives. We all, a lot of middle class people struggle to pay their fucking bill. The only thing different in their house is they might have a whole carrot and I might have a fucking uh, frozen carrot. <laughs> that might be a fucking thing. Well, have you ever seen uh, Trump, uh, the Trump supporter played by Tom Hanks on Saturday Night Live for, <laughs> on Black Jeopardy? And the Trump supporter gets all the questions right on Black Jeopardy? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what I've seen when you come on Bob and Tom is, you know, that audience is, is I'm not going to say lower income white, but it's definitely rural America white folks. And you connect with them so well. And I don't think that the cultures are all that much different. They're it's not. just that once you interact with each other, you realize, wow, we do have a lot in common and I do like these people and they like me and we can get along. And, it's- and you know, I was saying that the other night we was in a, what we just left from? Springfield. Springfield. So, I always say because I have the weirdest audience makeup, y'all. You might come and I can I can pick out the Joe Rogan people. I can pick out the Breakfast Club people, the Bob and Tom. So you had these old ass white people there. I'm lying, Dion, nope. and I knew they was from Bob and Tom. Then you had these young buff white people. Then you could tell the ones who get high. It was just <laughs> a different mixture of white people. Then you had this few black people that was sprinkled in, and they all was there to see me, and they all could fucking relate. Yeah, and you know, like I tell people all the time, this crazy part about. Some of my fans, they're very conservative, but they love me because I never try to take who you are from you. I mean, I try to respect you, even though 
you know, we think Trump ain't doing such a good job. But hell, how many Democrats in there have not done a good job either? So I've learned to go down the line. That's what I've learned. I mean, I learned to respect who you are for your vote. I don't hate my dentist for voting for Trump. That's his fucking right. I ask you not to do it again. <laughs> Please vote for uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> and you guys tell me if this is racist or not. But um, I will say that this... Fuck yeah, is racist. <laughs> I was going to say, she beat me to it. <laughs> Here it comes. I found myself at an event uh, about two months ago. And I was, I, I was just, I was interacting with, um, I was interacting with a couple black people that I had, I just didn't know at all. And I was so much more comfortable talking to them because of this experience and this yeah. podcast but that, than I would have been a year ago where I would have been nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I was treating them differently because I didn't want to appear racist, but I didn't know, like, what this has done for me and my friendship with you and my friendship with Dion and Gariana has taught me, like, Stop being are, so fucking afraid all the time. Because you that's just, what society right. teach white people to right. be. We're angry. We're mean. We uneducated. We're poor. Whatever society teaches you about black America. And and, and, and and society have taught us that white America hate us and y'all got it all and y'all don't have no fucking problem, which is not true. I live in a white community where all these kids be stealing in the cars and these motherfucking kids are on dope. They got the same problem they got in the hood. The only difference is they can't rap and dance. I think what... I think what you learned is you see us as people, as black people. As just people. Like, I think that's the biggest issue that we still have yet to break down is the fact that you can feel comfortable talking to a black person knowing that they're black and knowing what that means, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just seeing, oh, that's a black person. I don't want to offend them. Like, no, I understand that they come from a different place. But it's okay. It's a. It was a discomfort with the culture. Exactly. I don't know your culture. Right. And that's the what. What, what you what, learning in nigga? But that's what you. What you. What Dion has said so often is like, I know your culture inside and out. Why don't you know mine? You have no incentive to learn our culture, right? Because you don't get. You don't get it anywhere unless you make an effort to go and find it, right? That's what my biggest pet peeve with white America is: is they don't take the initiative to learn black culture. They, yeah, they you don't you don't give don't. a fuck about black history because Why you don't, don't have you give to. A fuck? You don't have to give a fuck. Don't leave yet, baby. You don't have to give a fuck about black history. So is don't leave yet, here. Okay, huh? Okay, um, uh, you don't have to give a fuck about black history. So black history is a big deal to us. It's not a big deal to white America because yeah. we we had to we a lot of shit we had to create for our own. They, well, ancestors had to create for our own fucking people. But I like like Gariana had a friend who did black studies. What was her who who I did the interview for Gariana? Wow, she read my book and I drove down to the school. Oh, she was she, she was in a um black photography class, so. No, that's not what I. Yes, uh, it was. Why did she interview me? Because she read my book. Yeah, she was. Yeah, but she. Yeah. So she, this so she white girl you. who went to school with Gary on at this all white high school. She read my book and she wanted to do something different. And oh, and she so she called. She asked Gary on, "Can I please interview your mama?" And she said to me, she said, she read my book and she said, "I had no fucking clue." Yeah, that's about how I felt Black too. America. Yeah. And she said, I did not get, she said, I didn't know you guys live like this. So I didn't know anything about black America. She said, my mama would have never let me read this book. And I was like, what? So I drove down. What school did she go to? The park. I drove down to the park so she could interview me after she read the book. And so she could take pictures and shit. But the little girl damn near talked me to death about black America. She's like, after this, I'm going to take a black history class. She said, because they don't teach us anything. Not a fucking thing. Anything. She said, nobody ever told me this. And I'm 20 now. I learned about Harriet Tubman. I learned about like, you, you learn about, about black the soft shit. Yeah, exactly right. The soft shit. They, they make it so that you can appear not racist. And it's not whether you're racist or not. It's not about that. It's just educating yourself on your neighbor. Like, we're all neighbors. We all live in the same yeah. country together. But y'all live on one side of the street, and you never, for any reason, have to come to our side of the street. And we're never really uncomfortable with you guys. I we, mean, you know. Once because we're born into your world. 
You're not born into right. our world. We're born into your world. Y'all, for some reason, Dion loved talking about motherfucking race. This is this is his shit, right? He I think you brought up the Kaepernick thing. I wish you wouldn't have worn sweatpants. I've seen your boner the entire episode. It's really not a boner, Chris. Can you kids go to? Your that's room? what it looks like, flaccid, Chris. Well, that's a dick in front of you. Not fucking boner. I'm just saying so, that. I mean, so six year olds looking at my. You know, eyes. just just go and read up and go and try to learn about other people than than somebody that look like you. And I tell people that all the time. Mm. I want to. I talk to my Trump supporting Dennis because he's interesting to me. I want to know why he feel the way he feel. And then I try to tell, I try to explain to him why I feel the way I feel. And I think we kind of meet it down the middle. Don't go nowhere. We need you for this uh, gerrymander thing. No, I think that's, I think that's an important point. It's not just about skin color, especially now. It's about, are you willing to go and talk to the Starbucks drinking Prius driving liberal neighbor when you're the gun-toting conservative Christian neighbor no no people not because people don't like to talk to people who they disagree with but they should and i i give credit to you for putting me on this podcast be and and really when it started it was just you and me and then thankfully you brought dion on it, you wasn't it, doing good by yourself no. <laughs> <laughs> she had to say that that was I'm just bullshit. that's some nigga shit right there <laughs> you know what i have a strong urge to say a hard r right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it nigga. Be, because it, it speaks to you really wanting to bring people together because you didn't have to put a Christian libertarian white kid who doesn't know anything about black culture and have to interact with that person on a daily basis almost because she calls every day, Dion. Of course. I mean, and, you know, and people have said to me, like, how do you feel comfortable going on and saying these things? It's like, Miss Pat's my friend. And that's what it's all about. When you, when you, when you, and I'm the type of person, when you my friend, I somehow I grow to care about you. I love my friend because I ain't really had no fucking family. So you'll start off as a friend and you'll end up as a family member. Next thing you know, Chris will be over here taking a shower and I'll be like, hey, go in there and rub Chris' feet, Gary Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that's what it's All of a sudden, be. the workers in the back left. Yeah, They're like, yeah. I don't want to be friends. That's what it's all about. It's all about people. Just getting to know people. Yeah, you gotta learn what you don't know. You gotta you gotta try shit. It's like if you don't try shit, you ain't gonna never learn shit. And I don't think that you should have the attitude of I. I, I think if you're a person who, I'll say, if you're a black person, Dion could have said, "No, fuck you. You need to learn my culture." No, Dion has taken the time to be open and honest and become a great friend. And I this had process. to learn. I had to learn that. And, and it yeah. was a fucking uncomfortable thing for all three of us at the beginning. Not me. But you have I was to, gonna bring you two the niggas together. But I, I wanted y'all to fuck, but it wasn't gonna work out. But I think, fuck. what the fuck are you talking about? Hell. This is my last episode. Yeah, over here. I, listen, I am embracing of different lifestyles. I hope Atlanta never wins again, my Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. you. But I think for both of us, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It's uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone and talk to people who are different. And you should. Yeah. I do it every day when I'm on a plane. I love talking to people that don't look like me. And I love talking to people that do look like I just want to see what's on your mind. So together we can. I was talking to this lady and um, she was telling me um we was talking about the president this white lady on the plane on delta the other day and we was i didn't know how she voted and i didn't really fucking care we just had a conversation and she I could, she ended up you know being a, a libertarian i mean she ended Hell up being yeah. a democrat i'm sorry Damn. but we were just casually talking right and it was and if people was, i could see people ears go up yeah They're about to conversate like oh my gosh she having this conversation with a white woman fuck yeah you should have you should ask questions that you don't know. Miss Troop told me the dumbest question is the question not asked. Yeah. So if you if you curious about something about a group of people, ask the fucking question. You're not racist. You wanna learn. Yeah. Okay, there, let me let me throw in a caveat there. Uh make sure you ask the right person. You don't want to ask the wrong person the right question because them niggas won't know how to handle it and then you'll be right back where you started. Yeah, if somebody's There's like, a process for doing things the proper way. I'm just going to give advice to my black just friends. Just ask me and Dion. If you're wearing a Kuta Kente t-shirt, I'm not asking you about police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ask. You don't want to ask too many or any black people about police brutality, especially not getting around. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's, it's, police brutality is a fucking... It's It's... A race issue, but it's not a race issue. Like it happens to everybody. Like it's, police need to stop brutalizing people, it's regardless a of what they look like. It's a power issue, and it's also asking the police to do too much. Well, black people get pissed off because it happens to us, and nothing happens when they do it. White people right. get brutalized, and white people are just like, well, okay, 
Like, y'all don't get mad about it. If white people were like, yo, stop brutalizing us the way black people were like, stop brutalizing us, the police would stop brutalizing us. That's people. starting to turn, though. I think... Uh, white it, people finally getting tired of that. Fuck yeah. When you see Sandra Bland or Philando Castile, you go, all right, this is fucked up. Like, when you see a lady get tased for a broken tail. Like that uh, cop. The, I know my rights cop. Who lost that was here in Indiana. Here, here in Indianapolis. Lawrence. So he's a constable. He's not even a cop. A constable is a person. Hey, he was off duty. A off duty constable. And here in Indiana, they're 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 supposed to deliver notifications for the small claims court. And so this guy bought himself a Crown Victoria police car looking thing. And he's he's this old seventy year old guy. And he follows these two young black guys around a store. Nordstrom, my favorite. Nordstrom, Nordstrom rack. rack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so his name was Daryl. Yeah, the white guy's name is is Daryl. And so this guy's like, they walk out and they turn on their cameras, which always record the police. And he starts harassing them basically. And one of these guys starts. I want to see your ID. I want to see your ID. And they're like, for what? What are you gonna do? And he said, you look suspicious. What's suspicious? How I look suspicious? I don't know. You just look suspicious. Nigga, just say I'm black. Right, and he knows he can't arrest them because he has no arrest powers. It's like, I'm going to call the police on you. Yeah. And they're like, go fucking ahead. Let's talk to your man. He's like, let me get your supervisor. I'm not calling my supervisor till you give me your ID. And it's like... And then the piece there... Exactly. Give me your ID. Give me your ID. Finally, he started begging and said, just give me your ID. Man, just give me your ID. He's like, I'm not giving you shit. And finally, the cop goes, I know my rights as a cop. What did he uh, say? I can basically do whatever I yeah, want. I'm a yeah. police officer. Yeah. And he got fired immediately because the guy who two was... Two hours. It took him two hours yeah, to fire that Yeah, as soon as he saw the tape, the, the sheriff office fired Did he have him. a gun? Well, the guy who was his boss was the former Marion County Democratic Party head, and he understood, and he's a great guy, and he immediately understood, like, this guy should have zero political power whatsoever. Like, And, and it just illustrated the mentality of that kind of person where, like... Listen, police are often in an unwinnable situation, and I'm not ragging on all them, but there are a segment. Some good cops. There are a segment of the profession where they're obsessed with the power of it. Some of them. And this guy is exactly that person. And you did it to Harrison. That's right. Well, he needs to learn his place. What you do to Harrison? Harrison needs to learn his place. See, that's my point. You get a little bit of power, you start whooping niggas on the bottom rung underneath you, and that's the problem. When you, that's when, the problem. When you come up in broadcasting, you gotta treat the interns like the interns. When he does something... Oh, that- no. Everybody stars on this fucking show. You ain't gonna be ragging on Harrison. Harrison, how many holes you got? How many holes you, how many holes you got, Harrison? No. Holes or hoes? Ho hoes. Hose, H-O-E, or... Well, if you're interested in a good man who can shoot your vagina on a good camera, uh, (laughs) hit Harrison up. He's looking for somebody special. He like to take pictures of nappy grips and 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 sway vagina. See his face right now. He, he is so red. He redder than a leather falcon sweater. Shut the fuck up. He's allegedly got a lot of drugs. Yeah, a lot of drugs. He like bitches with short feet. <laughs> What's a short for short foot? Chris likes swollen feet. Yeah. Harrison likes short feet. Yeah, Harrison I like, like happy it. feet. This <laughs> fat likes pig feet. <laughs> <laughs> he like bitches with uh, who feet smell like Cheetos. You do you suck toes, Harris? Harris? Harrison, are you a foot guy? You ever put a toe in your mouth? No. no. One time, my friend wiped between her toes and just crust fell off. The damn! Oh. I thought a toe had fell off. Crust of feet. She had never washed in between her toes before. Have you ate ass before? Hell no. Have you ate ass before? No. Has anybody ever ate your ass? No. Have you ever ate ass before? Have you ever ate ass, motherfucker? You asking all the goddamn questions? No. Who ate your ass? Nobody. I would never. See, that's, I don't understand it. People no. eat ass no. nowadays. You know like how it's dir- a thing. You know how dirty your ass is. I know how dirty my ass exactly. is. I'm not Why would I let you? First there. of all. It ain't dirty after you wash it, I don't think. No. The inside not, is. Not true. Well, who's sticking their tongue up ass? Everybody. Have you seen porn? That's all they do is stick tongue up ass. I don't watch porn. That is disgusting. Somebody need to call them people. Well, mom. I'm saying there, there's people out there that like to eat ass and one of the crack babies was like, we should talk about ass eating. And I'm like, no, nah, it's gross. No. Don't do it. Stop eating ass. It's we, disgusting. We kind of talked about it on the bonus episode in the Patreon this week. So you can check that out there. You can hear all about our opinion and on ass eating. I don't get it. I bet I Harrison, don't. you do, don't you? You're an ass eater. What? Once? Ugh, not fun, he says. Well, you not don't want to eat my ass because my cheeks make their fat and it be your mother's. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like mushrooms and gravy. No, it just might. You might get stuck. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Why people eating ass? It's a thing. It's a big thing. Um. Uh, okay. 
Maybe for young people. Uh, definitely for young people. Like, but no, I, that I, black pastor was eating ass. Well, see, yeah, the, the pastor <laughs> he was seventy years old. I don't understand it. Like, I if I was to eat ass, we would have to be together forever. Like, I'm just nope. Why? Because you don't want to tell nobody else you ate ass. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think grown people scream out and say, "You eat my ass." It's well, the type I, of I'm not willing to take with. that chance. Nope. <laughs> That's where coli, salmonella, no. And I'm not putting. Uh, you can get salmonella from eating. Yes, that's why you well, get. Ain't, all ain't the, no chicken that's how you back get pink there. Eye. Yep. Ain't no chicken back there in the ass. Yeah, there's bacteria. That's there. why they have to recall all this lettuce because the field workers shit on the lettuce and it's from their poop. So the poop in the uh, goes in the butt. Biology on the pat down here. Right? Yep. They recalling lettuce called Mexican shit no lettuce. Yep. Ain't no Mexican shitting on no motherfucker. That's why they have. That's why their coli is all over in this. Why would they shit out there in the field and not go to the bathroom? Because they don't have a bathroom. Why wouldn't you have a bathroom? Because because when you're illegal, there's no OSHA laws. Yeah, (laughs) they don't do anything to protect those workers. No, they give no fucks. fucks. You are paid by the amount that you pick. You do what I want, or else I'll call and I'll I'll get somebody else to replace you. So what do these people stay at? They usually have houses or they rent houses. They have documentation that they have a cousin rent their apartment for them or something like that. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll it's, be a whole nother episode if we got into it. Yeah. Like it's, that is so fucked This up. is already going to have to be a two parter. It's an hour long. Oh, it can be just one. We can give them good shit sometime. All right. Well, we talked about a lot of good shit today, y'all. We, we truly appreciate y'all toning in. Uh, Kristen even turned red this time over this race episode. When we first started talking about race, he would have to go pray, eat cookies. He would turn <laughs> pink. He would call me back. They got to think I'm racist. I want to let my people down. Tonight, he took it like a fucking champ. If you go listen to the Patreon episodes, those long race discussions are in there. And I'm I'm like, um, duh. oh, look at this cutie. Hi. Hi, buddy. What's your name? He said, my name is out of here and I'm gone. If that kid says his name's Toby, I'm going to die. Aminia. Aminia. I love how she cusses right in his face. Sweet. <laughs> Pop turt. Oh, well, this is it, y'all. Thank you so very much. She's been Miss Pat. I've been, been Miss Pat. He been crit. He been Rose O'Donnell and Whitney Houston. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.